Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we'll be talking to Brad from Cake Me Crazy. People aren't just bakers nowadays. They are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking, for me, is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hello, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the Dessert Studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was like the biggest sign that things are starting to come back from COVID. Yes, we (laughs) had a busy week. We had a really busy week, lots of consultations. And um, the, the most noticeable thing about the consultations was that people don't seem to be afraid anymore to actually plan a wedding that has a few guests. Yeah, for sure. We have some pretty large sized cakes and then along with several of those orders we have dessert catering that they booked as well and so that is a huge blessing to us just in our business because we from the beginning we've offered dessert catering and it hasn't really taken off I mean that's true because we hadn't been around that long and COVID hit and no one was doing big uh, dessert tables and I was actually so excited to get some orders for some dessert tables last week because yeah. I love making a pretty dessert table. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And just having it be so um, coordinated and pretty and just such a nice setup. So I was super excited about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, we had multiples of dessert tables last week in addition to wedding cakes. For so sure. that was and exciting. I think if I remember correctly, I'm really bad with remembering timing and stuff but I think at the end of last season we had done a huge photo shoot of desserts was that the end of last season I'm not sure I'm not sure where it all tied in but yeah anyways we like took a whole week to get lots of desserts made we hired a professional photographer just so that our website and our dessert catering menu could look really good Um, And we were just hoping that all of that hard work and investment would pay off. And, yeah, I just feel really blessed because it is starting to pay off. People are ordering desserts from us along with their wedding cakes. And so, yeah. And that's what we were hoping is that people would look at us as like a one-stop shop instead of a wedding cake from us and then go somewhere else for their desserts. So, so yeah, that was that was exciting last week. And it was just seriously a super busy week. Um, Just the combination of regular orders plus consultations. I felt like we were scrambling all week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were scrambling all week. Yes. And so this next week ahead of us is a little more calm and we've kind of kept it that way because. Yeah. Because Savannah's due. (laughs) Savannah's due this weekend. (laughs) No baby yet. Come on, Flora. Um, But yeah, we purposely left this week a little calmer so that she can go have her baby without stressing out. Yeah. So we're we're actually kind of excited about the the little breather. Yes, for and, sure. It'll be and nice. Come on, and baby. <laughs> I want her to come already. So who knows? Maybe by the time 
next week rolls around, we'll have a baby joining Maybe us. Maybe I'll be doing this alone <laughs> next week because Savannah will be in the hospital. We'll see. But we're, we're certainly hoping for a healthy, sweet little baby soon. So. Yep. Anyway, okay. so today we're going to be talking to Brad from Cake Me Crazy in Australia. And um, I'm really excited to talk to him, first of all accent <laughs> yes you but. guys will love him he is like my mom said he's from australia he is our first australian guest well we had sirdar yenner yeah. but he's originally from turkey so yeah so we interviewed him from australia but he didn't sound australian yeah <laughs> he sounded turkish so we've got a really fun interview with him and if you guys do not follow cake me crazy yet go and follow him right now because he is so enjoyable to follow he's always posting just the most beautiful decked out cakes and it's always fun to see his face on stories and he's got yeah. just a great personality and so I think you guys will love him so let's, let's get, him on. get him on hello Brad how are you doing today I'm good how are you thanks for having me of course we're excited to have you so Brad is coming to us from Australia can you tell us where in Australia you are I'm in Melbourne Okay. So right right down the bottom, if you don't know where it is, it's almost just a little bit above Tasmania. Okay. Cool. Well, we just want to thank you in advance for joining us today. I know that you're feeling a little bit under the weather, and so we really appreciate <laughs> you joining us anyway. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. We, we love your voice nonetheless. <laughs> All right. So why don't we start out with you just giving us a little background on how you got into making cakes? Um, oh, it's a long one. So <clears throat> I actually started, so my very first memory was with my nan. She always used to make us like these super light sponge cakes and stuff for our birthdays. And like, I always remember those being like the fondest of memories. So when I was 16, um, we did in high school, we, it was like cooking class. Um, and whenever we did baking things, it just worked. And I didn't know why. Like it just, I just threw it all in a bowl and it just worked perfectly. So um, from that, like we had a cake decorating class as well. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'll try my hand and see what happens. Um, and then I actually made my very first cake was a two-tier wedding cake. Wow. So that first was pretty, cake. yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, it was like fruitcake. I'm, uh, and like, oh, also, so back in the day, like we didn't have, um, like, uh, YouTube, we didn't have all of that type of stuff really right. available to us, all the social media and things. So I had to go to the library and do it the old school way and pick up a book <laughs> and look at the pictures and make roses from sugar paste like in the palm of my hand because I didn't have the cutters. So it was all natural. It was like super, super organic. Um, but, yeah, made my first couple of flowers and put them on the cake all from a book. It was pretty fascinating. Like looking back at it, though, like so thankful, so thankful for doing it that way. That's awesome. Yeah, you probably have some really good fundamentals that that are sometimes hard to get. Yeah, like look, I think that – like doing it that way, it was so old school, you know, like they had like their pillars in between the tiers of the cake. Uh-huh. Like we're talking like 17 years ago, people. Like it was not like <laughs> it was yesterday. Like, so that was the trend. That was what was in. Like um, 
but yeah, like we had the the pillars in between and learning how to do that so that way the pillars did not then impact on the bottom tier and doing all of that, but doing it all by yourself um, and just from a book was like probably the best teaching experience, I think, because yeah. self-dedication yeah, um, for and sure. perseverance for sure. That's, That's awesome. For sure. So yeah. that was high school, you said about 17 years ago. So tell us about how it went from that to Cake Me Crazy. Oh my God, I thought for a moment you were going to ask me how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Um, <laughs> no, because then you could ask us how old I am. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Um, so how did, I, <laughs> how did I move into Cake Me Crazy? So from high school, I actually left... Um, did my year 12 um, high school then I went to work in a bakery um, but I didn't like getting up at two o'clock in the morning so I just stopped going Um, (laughs) that was my resignation I just didn't turn up Um, and then I actually went and found like a cake decorating store Um, went and worked there for a little bit got some experience behind me and then I kind of ventured out on my own for a little bit um, I failed at that venture. Then I was like, you know what, maybe I might just take a break. So then I got my other full-time job. And then it wasn't until like it was a best friend's birthday. And I was like, you know what, like I'll make him a cake. And I pulled out the skills again and it just kind of took off. So it was just one friend after another asking me to do things for them. And I just kind of fell back into it. And I realized how much of a passion I had for it. So I was like, look, let's just do it. And cakes make me crazy. Like, I'm all for it. So I was just like, (laughs) Cake Me Crazy is the name. So is Cake Me Crazy a full-time job for you or do you do it on the side? I would love for it to be a full-time job. But at the moment, um, it's just a part-time hustle slash full-time gig. (laughs) But (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. But I also have a full-time job as well. So I work at the casino. I'm an area manager in table games. So I look after like the blackjack, the roulette, all of those type of games um, and make sure that all of everything's running smoothly. So a lot of shift work, very high pressure, very demanding. But then I have to come home and then uh, do all the baking and all of that type of stuff. So it is super long days. Yeah. And I'm forever exhausted. I think I saw (laughs) on your Instagram that that's kind of like a late night job, right? And then you don't get very much sleep and then during the day you're baking I mean you're going full time <laughs> I am and look that's probably the reason why I sound the way that I sound <laughs> um yeah super tired but I tell you I wouldn't have it any other way like I'm actually now starting to look at reducing time from my full-time job and oh, focusing nice. more on cake me crazy so cool I'm so happy to see where it takes me awesome. well you need to schedule yourself a good nap <laughs> I do. Do you know the other day I slept for 12 hours and I was just like, what? This is bliss. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like a good sleep after a hard day's work. Everyone needs a good nana nap. They just need it. (laughs) So you had some questions from some of your followers. And so amongst all of our conversation and these questions that we're asking you, Some of them are from some of your fans and followers. So this one came from one of them. So what is the cake skill that took you the longest to perfect? Oh, that's such a difficult... I'd probably say 
not getting air bubbles in fondant. Mm. Ah, that yeah. is like the most difficult thing because I tell you, you think you've got it, you put that fondant on a cake and there's an air bubble. It, they just pop up out of nowhere. But trying to work out a technique in order to make sure that you don't get that or you re- minimize it to almost nothing probably took me years, years to do. And also sharp edges with fondant. I still struggle with it. I like, and it's been years. So probably that, but definitely the air bubbles in the fondant for so, sure. So quick question on the sharp edges with fondant. When you first started, um, were sharp edges <laughs> the thing? No, we had like the round, soft, like, you know, it looked like a pillow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the real old school looking ones. I do. I, I remember was... those. I remember making those. <laughs> oh, it was so tacky. I remember I did once, I, I did one sharp edge once and everybody looked at me like, what on earth are you doing? And it, I really liked it, but everybody else was like, no no, don't do that. So I was like, okay, well, I went to it again. And that, now that's <laughs> yeah, what everybody does. No, that's just the norm. I know. Like I should have just stuck with my guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this actually leads into a very interesting question because, I mean, you've got several years of experience. And so how has caking just changed over the years? Um, look, I think moving away from so much the sugar flowers and the old school pillars and the lifting um you know the filigree and all of that type of piping the fine details um and you look at it now and it's it's so sleek um slender there's a lot more fresh flowers involved um and people are are more inclined to take risks now whereas back in the day it was they wanted tradition um so i think when you when you look at it like that in comparison there's a very vast difference between back then and today which is cool mm-hmm. um but sometimes you can you can also look back at the past and think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna try that and bring it into the future so you can always reference the past and mm-hmm. and see what what happens yeah yeah it's it's interesting so in your in your business about what percentage would you say is fondant and what percentage is buttercream um I'd probably say for now um most of it is buttercream and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I only started doing buttercream cakes like 18 months ago. Oh, wow. Like it was, it's not that long ago that I started doing it. It was just something that we never did back then. Um, and I was always kind of a little bit skeptical because it's, it's just such a soft medium. And I was like, I just don't know that I've got the time or the effort <laughs> but mm-hmm. then I did one and I was like, it's not that much effort at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was actually right a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it was just so much easier than doing it with fondant. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do this. And clients love it. They love it. So I primarily use um, Swiss buttercream. I won't use American because it's just a little bit too sweet for me. But mm-hmm. um, I will, like the the soft, silky texture, the clients really love it. And, and I like being able to do a lot of cakes all in one day whereas with the fondant you're taking quite a while to knead that and get it get it right so that way you can cover just one cake and it's there's a couple of hours gone Mm. interesting well that's um there's just there are just so many trends and stuff and it's it's interesting to hear how it has evolved for you and also to hear how it is in australia 
what advice then would you give for somebody who's trying to juggle like a full-time job and trying to do like the side cake hustle? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. No, I'm, I, I'm joking. No, I think having really good time management skills and look, a lot of people are um, probably mothers. So you've got great time management skills anyway. It's just trying to then translate that into a way that you can do it as a process mm. that gets small things done for a bigger picture. So um, doing that and realizing that you can only do so much work, um, you still kind of need to look after yourself at the end of the day. So you've got to take time for yourself. Um, Good but advice. doing all of that, yeah, so doing all of that, I think that if you limited the amount of orders that you took on, don't say yes to everything. Um, but really do the ones that are really going to challenge you and you're going to get something out of, um, and then doing your time management and processes, you'll get the most out of it and you'll be fulfilled and happy. I love that. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know very much about this question, but it looks like some of your followers do because someone asked it. (laughs) So tell us about your sweets tattoo. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe this question was asked. So <clears throat> um, I actually have a tattoo. It's a full sleeve. Um, and on it, it's got like donuts. It's got cake slices. It's got meringues. It's got macarons. Like it is full bright colored sleeve, rainbow. <laughs> yeah. So it actually, I, the artist that I worked with, um, she looked at everything that I create um, and she took elements of that and put it into the arm, but also did um, hints to the flavors that I do. So you'll find on there that there's like some passion fruit um, because they do passion fruit curds. There's some pears, there's some chocolate, all of that type of stuff. So it nods to everything that I create plus then all of the flavors that I do. Awesome. It's really cool. And then on the other arm, um, I've actually got like how many symbols? I've got uh, five symbols. So I've got a rolling pin, spatula, a whisk, a piping bag, and a kitchen aid. And then underneath it, it says "Create your happy." Oh, because like love it. yeah, because nobody else is going to do it, and uh, caking makes me happy. So I'm going to continue to do that. Awesome. So you are I dedicated. Know, it's like I mean, it's there forever. You are all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm there for it. It's not changing. But I will tell you, when I walk down the street, people actually stop and they stare. Some people have stopped me and asked to have a look at it. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty bright. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, I think we'll need a photo and we'll have to post it when your episode goes live. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll send one across. You'll be... Pretty surprised with how bright it is. <laughs> I love it. So so in your cake work, are there any tools that you just can't live without? What are your most valuable to- tools? I love a good angled spatula. Like it is just like an extension of your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see like on my Insta stories and all of that type of stuff, whenever I do filming, um, I'm always using an angled spatula. I just find it a lot easier to use. Um, so that one's probably my go-to, the one that I can't live without. Um, I can go without a turntable and things like that, but if I don't have that spatula, like, look out. It's, it's a war path. Yeah, <laughs> and they are not yeah. all alike. I mean, you need a good one. There are some that just yeah. don't cut it. 
like uh, the ones that I've got, like the the one that I actually use, I think it's like only 10 centimeters. It's not a big one. It's tiny, but like I can get a really good sharp edge with that. Like it's, it's really good. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Mm. Yeah. The ones we use are actually so old. <laughs> if we had to replace them, I'm not even sure what brand they are or anything. They are, they're very, very old, but they are just perfect. Yeah. Like the perfect angle, uh, the perfect feel in your hand. And it really does make a difference. Those are from back it when does. you did cake, I tell you right? what also makes yeah. a big difference is the weight, the weight of it. Like, you know, some are quite light and you're like, no, no, I need something that's a little bit heavier. Yeah, some um, substance. So that's, yeah. Like, and the one that I've got is like a decent, that's not the lightest, but like it's, it's a decent weight. So it yeah. kind of helps you. Yeah. Yeah. And like she said, the ones we've got right now are from when I did cakes when my kids were little. So we're talking... 20 years ago. <laughs> so oh, wow. So that's a really, that's a loved tool. That yes, very much. <laughs> very much. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I've got a question because I'm actually looking at your Instagram right now and it's beautiful. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it so looks sweet. stunning. And so what advice do you have to cakers just starting out or cakers who are wanting to gain a bigger following? Um, what advice do you have for Instagram? Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not like an Instagram guru. Um, I just was like, you know what, it's interesting. Like when I started it, I always put out content, which I thought people would love. Yeah. Like, and I was doing pictures and things like that. And I would be like, people would go crazy over this. Like, I'm going to put it up there. But in the end, you just put it up for you. Don't put it up for anybody else. Like it's a platform for you to share your work. So it doesn't really matter so much what other people think because somebody's going to resonate with it. Somebody's going to love it. So just put it up for you and do what what speaks to you as an individual and your business, yeah? Um, the moment that I started to do that and be like, you know what, like I'm going to stop trying to please everybody else and just do me. That was when I found that I got a lot more engagement and I got a lot more followers. Um, obviously, taking great pictures helps, um, and I'm still learning to take great pictures. But you know, you just put up whatever you want to put up and whatever pleases you. If you have fun, people are gonna gonna gravitate towards that if yeah. they see that and they see yeah. that in your work. But you can't compete with that. I think there's so much truth to that because when you're putting out stuff that, that you really, that is your passion and you love it, um, I don't know, even though you're not with the people, people can tell if I, when I look at some, I can tell if people loved it or if it was a chore. I mean, and yeah. I don't know what tangible, there's not anything tangible about it, but you can just tell when something was done because someone loved doing it. Yeah. And to be honest, and it's probably bad of me to say this, but if it, if I find a design was just not, and it, I really struggled with it, um, I generally won't post it. Um, only because I just, you could, as you said, you can see it, mm. you know, and it's, and you can see it, but also just by posting it, is it, is it, is it weird that I'm going to say that you can actually feel the vibe? Yeah. Like you yeah. can, you look at something and you're just like, their heart was not in that. They yeah. didn't really love that. Yeah. And I, I don't want to put that out there. 
Like I want to love everything I create. Yeah. And there's also the um, the risk that if you put something out there that you hated doing, that you might have to do it again. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like people always told me, they're like, only post what you want to recreate. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to recreate it, don't post it. Don't put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> people sure. will ask. Yep. That's they good advice. Ask, and then you'll be like, no, no. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, Brad, do you have any crazy cake stories, failures, disasters, anything along those lines? Oh, you know what? I learned one of the biggest lessons once I've had, and I've been doing cakes for, what, 17-ish years. I've had one failure, um, and I was trying to cut corners. So for any of you listening... Do not cut corners, especially when it comes to tiered cakes. Mm. (laughs) So I had created this cake and it was only going down the road. It wasn't going very far. Um, And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really need to central dowel it. I don't need to do that. Um, I can just get away with the old school way. Like, you know, just um, making sure that the dowels are the same level as the bottom tier and things like that. It's going to be fine. Like... (laughs) It was not fine. So during transit, um, I had, I actually, I thought I was being gentle, like, and I put my, I have a bit of a lead foot. And so it just kind of fell onto the the accelerator and the cake slid off the board and straight into the box. So (laughs) yeah, don't cut corners, people. Yes, that is such, that's such important advice. So I'll just share a, a sad story that happened to us too, because of cutting corners. So my son and his wife got married in Hawaii and we did their wedding cake there and it was it was all it was all nice. It was a beautiful, beautiful wedding and everything. And then and then because we live um, in Utah, we had a small reception here for family and friends to come and wish them well when they were in town. And the place that we held the reception was I'm not even exaggerating. It was across the street from our house. It so was close. <laughs> it was literally it would have been just as easy for me to walk the cake over there as to put it in the car and take it. But we put what? it in we put it in the car to take it and because it was such a short distance I actually had it on the stand. I know it's completely moronic and no. and you would not think that oh, someone no. who did cakes years ago would be that stupid. <laughs> But as we backed out of the driveway, it tipped over. Duh. Of course it was yeah. going to. Oh, I mean, I, mean I don't know what we were thinking. And so <laughs> I we, would, you know what? Like, I really want to know that thought process. Like, I just, <laughs> Seriously, though, I want to like, know that thought process, too, because there was clearly no thought process happening. <laughs> I, like, I will say I this. <laughs> I will say this. It was already just a stressful day. I mean, we were decorating and, and you know, it was crazy. And I think it was just like, it, like let's just get smashed. it over there Did as fast as smashed? possible. No, just but. the back. Just the back. The back was just completely crushed. And so we put it against the wall. And oh, yes. <laughs> the, the front of it looked okay, but it was so stupid. And it was just one of those cutting corners things. And so the advice not to cut corners, even if it's just across the street, is really good advice. <laughs> yeah. And also, also don't, don't travel an with idiot. it on a cake stand. <laughs> Don't travel with a cake stand and don't be dumb. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So dumb. That's crazy. Um, I, that's the only thing. I, but other than that, failures are a good way to learn a lesson. 
you know. Yes, they so are. Fail. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, even if you're just starting out, like, and something doesn't work out, learn a lesson from it. What happened? What, what did you do? Yeah. yeah? And make sure that you don't do that again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like okay. life, you know. <laughs> well, if you were close by, I'd give you a high five for the shared experience. Yeah. <laughs> It was horrific. <laughs> Thankfully, the client, um, she was pretty good. Like, That's <laughs> but nice. I, I almost cried. I almost cried. Oh. And I don't shed a tear for anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is traumatic. <laughs> so do you have any advice for a caker that is just starting out in the business world? Um, I'd probably look at some courses and things out there that are available to you and invest in your skills. So invest in your yourself um, because by doing that, you're only going to get better. So I think for anybody who wants other people just to really love what they're doing, um, it's not about that. So look at where you need improvement. Look at things like that. Have a look at courses. Pick up a book. Do what YouTube videos and things like that and, and learn. You don't have to have cake orders to, to create. So... If you, if you just want to make something, just make it. Like you can always put it in the freezer and then if you've got another um, uh, skill that you want to try out, you can pull out that, that cake and then try it again. I love like that. Repetitive. Yeah. Um, it's going to help. It's that's, really going to help you. That's really good advice. And I think that one thing that is, is a side benefit of that besides just learning what you need to learn is having your confidence grow because – when you when you're able to do something and feel confident and feel less stress about it, then that just totally adds to your quality of life in in doing all of this. So, good advice. Yeah, yeah, and and it'll it'll push you to want to go forward. You know, like you might even develop your own technique that you you might bring out and mm. and people might find easier, which is great. Yeah. But you never know until you until you start to invest in yourself. I love that. So investing in your skill set is probably the biggest advice that I can give someone. Yeah, and I think for us as cakers and in the cake community, I mean, I think so many of us aren't professionally or technically trained in cake making, you know. We got we just kind yeah. of teach ourselves and we go from there. But yeah, I think really just taking the time to invest in yourself and even if you've been doing it for years and years and years, just keep continuing to learn and really it will pay off. And like you said, maybe you'll come across your niche or whatever you want to kind of take your brand or, or, you know, I think, I think just investing in yourself is so vital. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. Absolutely. You never stop learning ever. Yeah. But also just trying to align yourself with somebody who's resonates with you as well. You know, reach out to cakers. We're a friendly bunch of people. Like it's, with the exception of some, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like, we are for the most part, we're, we're quite friendly. So um, if we can't get around to answering you straight away, we will try and help you in some way or another or point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I don't have the answers for everything, but I know some people that do have the answers that you may be looking for. So I can point you in that direction. Yeah. So like, yeah, reach out. Like, we're a friendly bunch of people. We're always here to help. Awesome. Sure. All yeah. right. Well, to finish up then, um, we, we love to ask people who make cakes to share with us what they love about cakes or how cakes have, caking has blessed their lives. So we'd love to hear what you think about that. Um, so caking for me 
is all about creating a moment and a memory. So being able to do that for a client and have them have that moment and memory is all that it is for me. So, you know, we look at people who who get cakes for weddings and you're looking back at that in years time and thinking that cake was so amazing. But being able to do that, even for birthdays or just life's little celebrations, like it's a, it's a moment that we're selling people and, you know, it's a memory. So being a part of that and being able to create that for those people going forward and throughout their lives, like I think that that's really special. It is. So, yeah, yeah, that it's gave really me special. Chills. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're creating yeah. moments for people. I love it. Yeah, thank yeah, you so like much. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's it's such a special thing, cake. Like people are just like you know, it's it's sugar and flour, but it's not. It's not. You look at the bigger picture, and your kids are going to remember all of the beautiful cakes that you got them throughout their lives. So, yes. it's a special thing. It really is. That's so great. That's a perfect a perfect way to finish up talking to Brad from Cake Me Crazy. And thank you again so much for for visiting with us today and sharing your story. And we hope that you feel better soon. <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. And I actually feel so much better. Maybe it was all that, that cake talk and sugar talk. Maybe. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. We're a good antidote, I guess, to illness. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cake's the answer for everything, isn't oh, it? Oh, for sure. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Wasn't that fun? I could honestly listen to him all day and... I don't know. Maybe I will. <laughs> but yeah, so um, check out his stuff and follow along because like he said, we're a friendly bunch of people and I'm sure if you have any questions, he would love to talk to any of you. So absolutely. So thanks, Brad. So we wanted to talk about something real quick before this episode ends. So this last week, um, I'm sure many of you noticed that we posted a little video and the video was we are the people behind the cake and it has gotten a huge reaction like i i'm in awe <laughs> we were a little shocked <laughs> yeah it has tons of views and we just feel very blessed once again we feel blessed because it got so many shares so many views so many of you were just really it resonated with a lot yeah, of you. Yeah, and you know, the whole thing came about partly because of you, because we posted on our story, tell us some of your challenges and the reasons that you do this. And yeah. so the things that we heard from you guys are what we used as the basis for the movie. And then um, obviously many of you are in the, the video at the end as we are the people behind the cake. And we would just love to see even more of you because there were so many of you that we didn't hear back from until after the movie was done and then you were like oh it would have been fun to be in it well you won't be in the movie but use the hashtag you guys go crazy with the hashtag because all of us all of us are the people who usually don't show our faces and yet we're the ones that are making these cakes and making these moments for people and so um we hope that all of you will take the opportunity to use the hashtag and that you'll look up the hashtag and let's let's make it let's make it a thing so we get to know the people behind the cake. Yeah. So yeah, that would just be this week's challenge. Use the hashtag and let's start making our community even stronger by supporting each other and knowing who we are, not just by the cakes that we make, but by the people behind the cake. 
Yes. And so it's always fun for our clients, I'm sure, too, when they order a cake and pick it up, they get to see who made their cake. Well, now let's make our community stronger and really just build friendships. We can't build a real friendship unless we see each other's faces. So we will be taking on this challenge, too. We'll be showing our face this week. And we want to see your guys's too. So, so use hashtag, that hashtag and <laughs> hashtag. We are the people behind the cake. Yep. And let's just, I mean, just make our community even stronger. So, yeah, we are just so thankful once again to each and every one of you who listen and who also supported that video. I mean, it was it was a lot of work, <laughs> but I'm so glad with the reaction and this is really why we do what we do, you guys, because we get to see the reactions of our clients and our customers, and we get to make such joyful moments for people. We get yeah. to be a part of it. So, Yeah, for sure. So next week, we'll be talking to Jenny from Cake Pop Shop. Yep. And she is our first cake pop artist. Yes. (laughs) We knew that this season we had to get one or a couple. You'll see. (laughs) But we are just so excited for her. She's got an amazing story, like super inspirational. Yeah. You won't want to miss it. And so. And she's seriously one of those people who's doing things that, well, we've struggled with cake cake pops before. And so, um, she took something that I think is kind of hard and she, you just will not believe what she has done with it. So yeah. I'm really excited for next week to talk to her and to share her story with all of you. Yep. So we would like to thank all of you for listening. We hope that you will like and leave a review and all of those fun things. Share our podcast with your friends and and get the word out there to them. We would also like to thank Corey, our producer, for all of his hard work. And we'll see you next week when we continue to talk cake. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.